1: Hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast. We're almost at episode 100, by I the know, way. I that's exciting. I know. We're moving Someone on. Someone just up.
0: asked me that today. How many episodes do you have? Last time I checked, it was like six. I'm like, what? Well, oh, like oh, you almost 100. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're every week. We haven't, we've never missed a week. Have we? I don't think so. No,
0: no. W- that was our goal, though, to always yeah. launch s- every Tuesday something, even if it was a 20 minute episode, yeah. a quick, Blur, because people do. It's consistency.
1: They like that. They do. They like that. Okay, so it's Tuesday. The episode's out. I can listen to it on my and commute. We, you know, we're almost at, I think... Um, like if you look at our stats, we are uh, if
0: you combine all of them, including Spotify, it's like almost a million. Yeah, which is pretty exciting. It's Downloads. Huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just we had just were in Cosmo. We were in Cosmo as a hot new podcast to listen to. Uh huh. They talk about us being hilarious. I was like, that's so great. This is that, other people
1: that we also give really good information. Yes. So I like. But that. I
0: pride myself on my humor.
1: Yes, me too. And yeah. the good information. And the good information. <laughs> and
0: being at least. Slightly intelligent, working on my grammar, you know, a
1: little bit of both on a weekly. This episode is going to be a shorter one. Uh, We're talking about asexuality and we have at least four or five different sex questions about asexuality. So we're going to talk about this. If you know about asexuality, um, I suggest listening to it still because there's a lot of misconceptions about what asexuality is. Now, I want to also preface this as, um, in in saying that I, even though I'm a sex educator, I don't feel like I am um, a... Uh, expert in this realm of asexuality. I've been educated in it. I know about it. I am not asexual and I um, don't feel like I've spent a lot of enough hours learning about it to say that I am an expert in this field. So uh, I'm putting that out there first. I know some stuff. I'm going to share some stuff to highlight it. And I'd love to invite... Um, anyone who is asexual and f- an educator to reach out to us because we would love to have you on our show to highlight this because this is uh it's isn't this it's important yeah and this isn't this you know one in a million experience there's a number a lot of a- asexual folks out there and it, it, within the realm of asexuality and um, it is a broad realm there's different I I don't know if variations is the word, but there's, Mm -hmm. it's, I guess we could say it's on a continuum or if there's a spectrum of, Mm -hmm. of asexuality, there isn't just asexual and not asexual. There's so much variety there. Um, so I, we're going to go into that in a little bit. And a lot of people confuse this also with low desire, um, or, or desire leaving. Like if someone has desire and then they don't have desire, all of a sudden, are they now asexual? So talk about that in a, in a second. Uh, before we do, our announcements, our workshop, which we've been talking about in the last couple episodes, our online wild women sex workshop, which is all about how to make your own rules for your sexuality, all about erotic empowerment for female-identified folks, is half off this month. Uh, so go Get check a that out. It is a online four-video series with all kinds of home practices and all other bonuses like our Orgasm 101 class, erotic meditations, all kinds of stuff. So go check that out. Um, go to shamelesssex.com and go to workshops, and it's half off for the month of February.
0: And that's uh, never expires. So you can access it if you can want to buy it while it's on special and then access it in a couple months or during summer when you're, you, you know, sitting it. on the beach and, or, uh, uh, you know, in your yard and watching it outside. In your yard. In yeah. your yard <laughs> <laughs> while you're
1: relaxing. You're sitting in your yard and you can go and <laughs> <laughs> watch
0: it. Doing yard work and you just
1: yeah you just need to have Wi-Fi to watch it yeah uh, and then we also shared this on our last podcast but if you are in Salt Lake City uh, we are teaching a workshop a uh, erotic empowerment it's step into your power how to become an erotic superstar workshop this is Friday March 15th 2019 at Blue Boutique we love them it's at their Sugar House store 8.30pm go buy tickets ahead of time we're hoping that it will sell out you can meet us and hang out with us in person and learn all about how to be your most badass erotic self and this is for every one. this isn't just for female identified folks and it's you get a $20
0: folks. gift card just for buying a ticket to come so do you can it. do go to bluebootique.com Blue or yes. eventbrite as well yeah. they uh, offer them and $20 gift card $25 workshop that's kind of a good deal it's basically $5 that you're paying for a night of us and fun and some sexy shopping
1: yep Go get it. Get it. Um, and then we also would love to mention OMGS on every single episode it, because if you haven't checked it out, we highly recommend it. April just did a phone call with them um, helping them with some other ideas around sexuality and they are just the best humans ever. They really, they really are. The cool thing about them is they really care. They're, it's actual research based information where they created this online video series of all about sexual pleasure. The first season is all about vulva sexual pleasure. So, how to have better, stronger orgasms or how different types of orgasms with different types of stimulation. You get 62 videos. It's very educational. And they're actually doing the research with real humans. You know, real—not paid actors or porn stars. It's real humans of all Mm -hmm. different, various ages, and they care about helping the world. They really, really care. I have so many clients that this has helped. Uh, People, people who are having trouble having orgasms, um, are having trouble describing to their partners how to touch them. People who want to learn how to pleasure vulvas. Maybe they're having a low
0: within and feeling like they're feeling a lack of sexuality in general in your life. And sometimes it's just nice to open some doors and figure out, what are other people doing? Because porn is not an education tool. Please don't use porn as an education.
1: It's great for entertainment.
0: Yeah, Yeah. it's it's, uh, great for entertainment and I think that this is actually an education-based tool that um, any vulva owner or vulva lover could access and and enjoy.
1: Yeah. So if you go to omgs.com backslash shameless sex, you get... $5 Five dollars off, and then you get to watch it unlimited times.
0: You could use that five dollars. Go to Blue Boutiques Workshop. Boom.
1: Oh, <laughs> two birds, one stone. Hey, <laughs> if you don't live in Salt Lake City, maybe get on a plane and come hang out with yeah, us hang at out Blue Boutique. With us. There's
0: also a, a piercing shop inside the Sugar House store.
1: Yeah, That's so let's talk about asexuality, and then we can talk about yeah. some last closing details and call it a day because I am still jet lagged. <laughs> yeah, no, I can only imagine. She just got back from Sri Lanka. Hey, everyone. Okay. So asexuality, Uh, this is again, as I said, I am not an expert in this topic, but I do have some things to share. So asexuality is referring to sexual desire, meaning uh, folks who identify as asexual generally don't feel sexual desire or attraction to someone else. Um, They can still masturbate. They can still feel erotic energy in their body. So that's another misconception about it. If you're asexual, you're just not sexual at all. You don't masturbate at all. There's people who are asexual who still have sex with other people. Um, but what it's really speaking to is they don't feel that sexual attraction. It's it's an orientation. Um, so you know how we have LGBTQI. I, I uh, yeah, and A. And A. So it's interesting. The LGBTQI, uh, I, 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 my brain's not going to be able to explain all of them to you uh, adequately, but th- they're mostly about an orientation. They're mostly about who or who we're sexually attracted Mm -hmm. to, except for the T, which is interesting because that's trans, right? Mm -hmm. So that's transgendered. Transgendered is not an orientation. It's a gender identity. So it's funny that we have this whole thing when there's one, all of it is mostly about orientation and attraction to, to who, who that is that we're attracted to. Um, is there, they haven't even put P in there, like pansexual. Pansexual. Yeah. I know. I
0: was just thinking that. Actually, weird that you and there's, said that.
1: You know, gender queer. Gen- right. You know, there's all, all. Well, I guess that's gender again, though. I'm talking about gender, but there's well, queer
0: is the queer, Q. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's yeah. There's a queer. The Q is queer or questioning. Yeah. So there's it's a very dynamic uh, kind of umbrella. Is it acronym? Is that what you it's call it? It's an acronym. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, the, but the T is the only one that we're not talking about that right now. But the T is the only one that's about uh, identity. So a, if you think of uh, your orientation, you say that you identify as heterosexual, that's your orientation. Uh, or you identify as a lesbian, that is your orientation. That would be the LGBT. That's so that the means
0: L. I'm attracted to the opposite sex or I'm attracted to the same sex, yes. right? But then asexual, an op- right? And then
1: opposite, well, uh, so we wouldn't prefer to, to say opposite because there's... Not just two sexes, right? So there's so, so, but you it would be the the sex that you are uh, are attracted to is not the sex that you identify with with. Yes, it's complicated. Well, we an opposite sex, can gender. you say an
0: opposite sex? It could be a different sex.
1: I mean, at, at the end of the day, you can say whatever you want for right. yourself. If you want to say, I'm attracted to the opposite sex, go ahead. Because you get to decide what your orientation is, how you describe that, and how you define that. So totally. the A, asexuality, is an orientation that people are, um, are identifying with. And it is a d- very dynamic orientation. So those were just some pieces that that I really wanted to identify is that um, in in terms of the myths around asexuality is that um, that they're not sexual at all, that they don't have sex, that they don't masturbate. It's different for everyone. Some folks who identify as asexual might not masturbate. They might not have sex with Mm. other people and they they may still do those things, too. And I've listened to a number of podcasts of people who who were asexual that were speaking to their experience. Um, and some of them had had actually had sex with other people. They had had whatever all kinds of sex, oral sex or penetrative sex. Um, and while they they were saying for their experiences, some of them, it feels it's it all they say it's all right. I just don't necessarily feel a lot in terms of that sexual attraction. So. Think of when you're walking down the street, you see someone that you're really attracted to and you you feel sexual attraction to to them. Like, oh, wow, they're super attractive. I would love to be intimate with them. I would love to share energy with them and touch them. An asexual person might not really feel that. That's something that they, um, a lot of asexual folks have described as this missing experience. They hear about the feeling of sexual attraction and they either most likely have never felt it or or maybe have felt it a little bit, but they don't really feel it very often or much. Um, And they think that there's something wrong with them until they discover that there are a whole bunch of asexual folks out there. And it really um, isn't this you know, like I said, one in a, in a million experience. I don't know, like, the statistics on how many folks identify as asexual, but um, it is a, um, I don't know if the might comment It might be hard
0: there. to even gauge that because some folks might be asexual and not even know they're perhaps, like, in, you know, a committed relationship yeah. where they're having some to minimal sex. Yeah. Um, maybe out of, you know, whatever reasons that are behind that and, you uh, it, I'm sure that's hard to gauge. It's just like a lot of times assault is hard to gauge, right? Because yeah. it's not always reported. Totally, there's a, an assumption or an average. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to look at those stats, like an actual, um, accurate stat yeah. of some sort, globally too. Because think about other countries where folks, um, maybe certain genders or are, um, aren't are, aren't very um, able, their ability to express themselves is limited in general in other cultures in other cultures and they don't even know about asexuality and there's no openness to even like LGBTQ doesn't exist in a lot of countries
1: yeah yeah, it does,
0: but I'm saying like it's not recognized. Yeah, it's, as something.
1: It's, it's different per culture. It's different per, per time, of course. Right. And we are, and I think asexuality is really d- came into the light as 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 an actual uh, orientation or experience for for people. Not, and experience is the wrong word. It's not just like this thing that they choose, right? They don't. People don't just wake up one day and they're like, just like they don't wake up one day and say, "Hey, I'm going to be gay today," you know. And and yes, there is sometimes when we do make a choice about the people that we want to play with. And generally speaking, there's something deep inside of us that is driving that. So for yeah. most asexual folks, they're not choosing this. This is an actual part of them. Right. Um, and and it's and this is they I think that a lot of folks, I think they, they refer to it as kind of like the invisible orientation Because it isn't something that is widely talked about and it's, you know, it's asexual, right? There's not a whole bunch of like sexual expression around it. But I really want to highlight that because I think a lot of folks who are asexual feel like there's something wrong with them or that they are invisible. Now, within the realm of asexuality, there's also aromantic, demisexual, demisexual mm-hmm. right? So, aromantic is um, people who identify as, as folks who don't feel romantic attraction to people. They might want to still have sex with people, but they're not into like the, the deep connection, romantic relationship building thing. And it's it goes beyond not into. They like literally just don't really have it in them.
0: It's like it's like monogamish, like sexual ish, yes. You know, it's like there's so yeah, there's there's
1: so many variations. The spectrum, right? Yes. And then there's so demisexual is uh is is actually a really common th- is actually a really common, I'm not, I keep using the word experience, but it's really common, it speaks to how um, a lot of folks need, they don't feel sexual attraction until they've built uh, some sort of foundational relationship with someone, hmm. some deep connection. So they don't walk around and see, ooh, sexy person that I want to be intimate I'm with. Attracted to
0: them, they, they don't see, have that. Yeah,
1: you know, they see, oh, in- interesting person, and now that I'm talking to you and getting to know you, and wow, this there's, feels like there's a connection here, and hmm. I feel safe here, or or seen, or something. Oh, there's sexual attraction. So that's that's it's just this these different ways of experiencing sexual attraction um, and some of them being really common. and there's there's more variations too. I'm not going to go too deep into these. But what I wanted to say specifically because we've received a number of emails about asexuality. Um, one, we have received emails from people saying, um, my wife doesn't want to have, isn't that sexual? I think that she could care less about sex. If we never had sex, she would be perfectly fine. Is she asexual? My answer to that would be if she, was there one sexual desire there in her, in her life Did she used to experience sexual attraction? Was that an important thing to her or a a, a common experience for her? And has that just shifted? If that's just shifted, most likely, I don't think that she would be considered asexual unless she wants to call herself that. She totally can. Everyone gets their own labels. Um, but most likely that's just libido changing in long-term relationship or with age or whatever that is Mm -hmm. and we talk about stress, all of those and we talk about this all the time on the podcast this is what Wednesday Martin talks about in her book untrue she's been on our podcast this is what Esther Perel talks about and mating in captivity about how in in long-term relationships when we start to habituate to our partners it's really common for libido and desire to change especially for women in fact. Well, Wednesday Martin is is saying in her book, the research is saying that um, that women, actually female body folks, um, might actually desire more newness and variety than male body folks over long term relationships. So, in after four or five years, they might actually get more bored with sex more so than where male body folks can be okay with just just the sex part. They're like less interested in keeping things new and creative and spontaneous. Um, and so this is a really common experience for female body folks for that to change and for a lot of folks in long-term relationships. So that's just one thing to consider. If there was once sexual attraction in this person where they were able to feel that charge, that libido, and that's just shifted, most likely probably not an asexual person. They probably have just shifted because they're in a long-term relationship and there's ways to work with that should they want to. Um, and li- again, like the common experience for a lot of asexual people is this has been going on for their whole lives. right? This is their whole life. They haven't really felt that, that sexual attraction for another that a lot of other people describe. So that's one question that we've received from a number of people um, asking about, about that, about those. Is, is there something wrong with me? Is there something wrong with my partner? Is this normal? And actually, another thing people ask, is it a real thing? I've, have you seen those emails? Yeah. We we've had at least two emails. Right? Do you think asexual is a real thing? It's real. It's a real thing. <laughs> it's totally. It, a lot of people are are identifying with that, and this is just what I have to say: is if anyone is identifying with something as their sexual experience, it's real. This is the same problem with female ejaculation. You know, people, is it a real thing? Yeah, because people are saying it's real. They're having this experience. So why would we question if it's a real thing if people are saying, I have this experience? Why are we getting so hung up on trying to, like, prove the science around it? Or, or I don't know. It, it, when we do that, it shames people, and it takes away from their experience because we're questioning what they're saying is their experience. So um, we think that it is very real. Asexuality is real. Demisexuality is real. Um, Everyone gets to have their own personal experiences and it is not up to us to question their orientation or their identity. Uh, Have you had any questions, April, from people that have talked about asexuality that, or do you know any asexual folks? You know, uh,
0: I actually don't think that I can think of anyone that is asexual, uh, well. Possibly my father, actually, now that I think about it.
1: <laughs> Did you he say he's asexual?
0: No, he wouldn't have the first clue about that. I could break it down for him, though.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, because, yeah, he um, has, I think, but he, I don't I don't think so. I mean, no. I think that th- he was a sexual being at some point of his life. I think yeah. his T just got lowered. Yeah, uh,
1: testosterone goes down, but yeah. that doesn't mean someone's asexual. You know, a- asexually, no. it, it isn't related. It isn't just like, oh, you don't, your hormones change, so now you're asexual. It's... It's, it, it's completely different than, it's a whole different thing. And again, this is why we need to have someone on here who really specializes right. in this topic because it is so dynamic.
0: Well, I'm sure the amount of people out there that are asexual would even increase if they knew Number one, that asexuality was a legitimate, real thing. And number two, uh, if they could kind of I- identify with the fact that because it, you know, everybody, sex is a huge thing. It's it's in our media. It's talked about amongst your friend groups. It's a huge thing. And I mean, hence the reason we have this sexuality podcast that, you know, is growing so much because it's a, it's a point of interest. And some folks just might not know that they are asexual. They're like, oh, I've always had this thing, and I didn't know, just like I'm sure 100 years ago, or 200 years ago, or whenever, when people were attracted to, you know, uh, I'm a, a female-bodied individual attracted to another female-bodied individual, thinking that that was so wrong yeah. and What's not wrong accepted. With me? Everyone right.
1: talks about this experience of being attracted to yes. male-bodied people. But and I'm not. not. What's wrong with and me? And it's like
0: I think the same thing. And it's you know only in the last probably ten to I, fifteen to twenty years yeah. that we've even been able to identify with this stuff. So it is real. And I think the more information that's available out there, the more look it. We just remember when we had a conversation with. Um, uh, Wednesday Martin about uh, the the clitoral um, oh the clitoris yeah, yeah. and like the, clitor- the 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 amount of
1: clitoral um, tissue yeah is yeah, actually it's
0: only about it's like the tip of the iceberg yes. and it goes and that was only about since two thousand eight or nine yeah yes. so like the last like the last ten years is something of female bodies being able to be discovered as this vast network of uh, so much more than what you can see mm-hmm. so. Just like in sexuality, there's more people on the planet than ever before, right? We've talked about that. Mm -hmm. So there's more ability to do research and there's more of everything that's surfacing. So...
1: And one thing she says, and that's, that's funny, she's like, we've been able to get, you know, people to the moon, and we've been able to map the yeah. whole, like, DNA double helix yeah. structure, and we're, we just learned that the clitoris is more than the little nub, that there's more, there's, like, whole legs and the whole system there. Do you know,
0: I just heard, too, do you know that... Um, This is a little morbid, but it's really interesting. I just heard this yesterday, and I was like, I want to tell Amy. Um, And maybe you did know this, but I didn't, and so maybe some of the listeners didn't know. But um, did you know that after um, a male-bodied individual dies, you can still extract their sperm for, like, the next, uh, like, I think it's, like, 10 hours. You can still get sperm out of them and freeze it and use it. Interesting. I was like, where did you learn that? (laughs) Actually, my partner's daughter knew because someone did that that she knew. And she was just saying they just had a baby. Um, Her partner passed away. Her husband died. And um, she extracted this. She was died in a surfing accident. And she. Uh, extracted the DNA, or I'm sorry, not the DNA. She extracted the sperm, uh-huh. and then they were able to have a baby. The chances of you having the child are very small. I yeah. think there's like a five to ten percent chance, but you, they can extract the sperm, freeze it, and then you can. Um,
1: What's well, In Vitro use it. It becomes In Vitro, in vitro at that right, point, right? But you yeah. can still
0: u- utilize. Interesting. Uh, um, the the. I guess the person's sperm, which I had no idea. It's just like this is a you know a, a channel of knowledge that we're sharing, and this I was like, oh, I need power. to share that. Yeah, I wonder. Um, you just re- yeah.
1: read this one. So this is um, a kind of a testimonial slash slash sex question from someone who is uh, identifying as asexual, and it's titled "Asexual Guilt." So I just want to read this because you um, can highlight more of the personal experience from folks. So. Um, so, this person will keep anonymous. And um, they said, I just discovered your podcast a couple hours ago and I'm bracing myself for a binge. Thank you. We love that. We hear that all the time. You're <laughs> like, I listen to like eight episodes They're in like, one day. I hear
0: your voice in my
1: sleep. I'm like, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, so, I love the way you weave sexual awareness with psychology and communication. And I've already gotten so much useful information just from your first two episodes. So, thank you for that. I just finished episode two, and you were talking about the sexual themes, and I recognize my own, which is being taken care of, and my husband's, which is being desired you or used for pleasure. I learned these right away. Here's my dilemma. I'm asexual. Being sexy or identifying things I find sexy is really difficult for me. Because of this, he says he feels unwanted and unattracted uh, unattractive and has a very low and has very low self-esteem. Then it cycles back to my low self-esteem and I feel broken or useless. He always feverantly disagrees if I ever say that out loud. And I know that he doesn't believe that at all, but I just can't help but feel the way. Do you have any tips on how I could try to break this cycle? We have tried finding him another outlet for sex since I know I can't keep up with him. Lol. (laughs) We have tried swinging and we've tried finding him uh, FWB. What is FWB again? FWB? What's that? FWB. A friend with Friends of Benefits. Oh, friends of Benefits. FWB. I thought you said V. OB. Oh, B. Oh, yes. Yeah. I was like,
0: I have no idea. I had no idea.
1: Yeah, FWB, but we haven't had much luck in those regards. OK, so um, so this is an experience with someone who is asexual. They say um, being asexual, being sexy or identifying things they find sexy is very difficult for them. So in this, you're hearing, they're not saying that it's not available at all. It's just really, really hard for them. So this is mm. an example of someone who is is describing themselves as asexual. They're not saying that I I don't feel it at all, but it's a very challenging for, for them. And there are plenty of asexual people who say they just don't feel that at all. Um, and so this is also an example of how there are asexual folks who are still in marriages, in partnerships, who are still having sex. And yet there's a the sexual attraction piece is difficult for them. And this is also exceptionally difficult if you are someone who um, identifies as asexual and you're in a partnership with someone who does not. And so you're trying to figure out how to work with this person. And this is when I've heard of asexual people, you know, they have arrangements where they still have sex with their partner. The sex is very much for their part for their partner. And yes, it might be missing some elements because If you don't feel sexual attraction, you probably don't want to fake it. Your partner's going to pick up on that. It's not going to feel that good for you. So you find some more kind of mechanical ways of being or ways. Toys. Yeah, toys, things to say. Um, I like all these things that this person has tried. You know, they've tried finding other outlets for sex. Um, They've tried swinging. They've tried finding friends with benefits. And it's hard in that way. The cycle they're talking about is... To me, is speaking to the obviously to the shame that's there. Mm. It's the cycle of, you know, I don't show up in this way that makes my partner feel super wanted, desired. So then they feel away, and then I feel away, and then it keeps on going. And so the way to end cycles is to find where is the beginning part of the cycle. Where is the where is the problem? I'm doing my little quote things here. Where is it actually beginning? And it's beginning at this point where th- this experience is already shameful. Instead of it being embraces, okay, here we are. I'm asexual and you're not, and we're, I want to
0: be with you because I care about you. And and this
1: isn't about you. And this isn't this about is, you. And you have needs, so let's meet those needs. And maybe we continue to have sex. And maybe I don't show up in a way that makes you feel really wanted and desired but this is all we have to work with Mm. so it it sounds to me the the cycle or the issue is the pressure or the resistance to what is actually true and in that they're actually working against what is true instead of working with what is here and so i i think that the 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 remedy here is to really work with what is present. What what do you have here that is actually present in this relationship? And all you can do is work with that, right? Instead of going through this whole cycle of trying to be something that you're not mm. or trying to or having your you know your partner take making it personal about them. So my advice here for this person Have you two worked with a therapist, a sex therapist, a sex and relationship coach? Because for all the times that you can tell your partner, it's not about you. um, This is, you know, this is uh, my, me and how I identify and how I feel. And this isn't a personal thing for you. And they might not be able to hear you until you actually sit down with someone who's a professional that can really say that or get that through in a way that really actually speaks to them. Um so that's that's my advice for this. It sounds like they're trying all the things, you know, swinging and having maybe an open relationship or whatever that is. Um but it seems like there's some stuff that needs to happen before that and that's working with the shame and working with the stories of what we should and shouldn't be and instead working with really what is present here and then doing that work with a uh, professional so that um resentment and stories aren't continued to um to be built over time. I think that's good advice. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Chip. Good <laughs> job. And, they, you know, they title it asexual guilt. It's a, it's a hard, really hard experience for a lot of folks because it's this invisible orientation that people are questioning. Every time we say, is it real? Is this a real thing? We are harming asexual folks. We're harming their experience. So um, let's start. Believe
0: it. It's a real thing, everyone.
1: Yeah. Let's just start really believing anything that anyone says uh, uh, that they personally identify as is theirs. It is true. And maybe it's what not true for you. What about marrying your car? You can marry your car. If you want to, go ahead. I fully support what it. What about
0: marrying this table? Because I
1: love it. Then I'm sure <laughs> there's, again, there is there are fetishes for that. There are people that fall in love with or like to have sex with inanimate objects. So... Um, Anything is is possible. The world is your oyster. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to leave the asexual piece on that. Again, if you uh, know someone that uh, is a highly accredited individual or an expert in this area please send them to us because we want someone who can really speak to this Uh, or if you, especially someone who actually is asexual or um, or has this experience for themselves, it's really important for us to include people who um, really have these experiences because as you can tell when we're talking about it, we know some stuff, we don't know everything and we don't want to pretend like we do. No. No. I love learning more. Because knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Okay, so um, before we wrap up, we have our announcement about Margin's Wine here, uh, which we talk about in every podcast. But one thing I want to clarify, we have said that Margin's Wine doesn't have sulfites. Sulfites or sulfates? What is it? Sulfites. It does... So, yes, we've said It only before. has, like, normally
0: 350 parts per million is yeah. what the law says you can put in the wine. Uh, Megan Bell, the winemaker, only puts 20. Uh-huh. So it's super, super low. But it is still organic. It's natural wine. And uh, it's made of the yummy, yummy good stuff, really small boutique grapes that are underrepresented grapes, varietals from underrepresented regions. So check it out. She is sold out right now, y'all. So... You're going to have to just go to her website, marginswine.com, and uh, sign up for her newsletter because anyone that signed up for her newsletter and she doesn't blast you with spam, but you will get access to first access to any of her releases. And they do go really quickly because she doesn't mass-produced thousands of cases. It's really small, but it's really tasty wine, and it's affordable. Mm-hmm. So check, check that
1: out. Yeah, and you're you're, uh, you're supporting, well, it's a wine that we love, first of all, so when you listen to us, you can drink a glass with us. Yeah, um, And also you're supporting a woman owned and operated business. Yay, women!
0: And it's always different releases. I'm excited to see what she's going to come out with yeah. in March. So yeah. mid to end of March, she'll have uh, another batch ready, the spring release. Yep.
1: And our last piece, a... Valentine's Day has come and gone; it's over. But Hi. it's never too late to give a gift to someone you love, or someone you just kind of like, or someone. Are you going to
0: give your partner anything, or yourself? Because um, we're recording no, this right before. Because
1: we just spent three weeks together in Sri Lanka, <laughs> so we were like, and I'm teaching. I'm I'm oh. going to Minneapolis to go on TV for Evine to, for Uberloop. Nice. Then I get back on Valentine's Day and I go right into teaching the Tantra in Motion workshop, which will well already happen when this episode is aired. Um, so no, we're not doing Valentine's Day. We just we were each other's valentine for three weeks in Sri Lanka and um, but what I was going to say I'm moving is on s-
0: Valentine's Day
1: you are yeah well so you're not celebrating either <laughs> no drink some champagne while you I go.
0: never do I'm always I did buy a, a card to write to him because I think there is a lot of for me there's just a, a lot of uh power in writing your feelings it affirms the my feelings for my partner. And your words of affirmation. I'm doing my best not to have expectations for him to do the same, but deep down and deep in the back of my mind, I'm like, I really hope he does that because I've tried to express to him how important it is. Should I send him a text
1: message and say, hint, (laughs) hint? (laughs) No. (laughs) Send April card. He
0: yeah he I want him to take the initiative. I, I think there's about five percent chance it'll happen. It's
1: good. Keep your expectations. Yes, low. I'm trying, <laughs> but I know uh,
0: when I brought the card I was like, I'm gonna buy this card yeah. and I'm not gonna expect him to do anything. I'm not gonna do that. Mm. Um, but then I know that I'll be like, here's a card for you. And so where's mine? Yeah because <laughs> last year I did that too. I, I bought him a gift and I wrote him a card just because I was like, I love you and I wanted you to know and he didn't do anything for me.
1: <laughs> 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 but I and am kind of anti sad, Valentine's tiny Day. Like, I'm,
0: not, I'm not really stoked on it. I just, um, all, I just. All the single people compelled. are listening
1: right now and they're like, go oh, fuck yourself. At least you have a partner if they feel that way. You know what? I, I have shared this on Valentine's Day or on past episodes. Some of my favorite Valentine's days was when I was single and I hung out with a whole bunch of other single people. Oh, yeah. And we went and had cocktails and we got dressed up and we just had a good old time and celebrated freedom. So. Um, I don't think or that it, it just I has like to that. be. Yeah, you're like, we're fucking awesome. Same or with awesome. friends,
0: because your friends that you love can also be, you know, your Valentine's. Or just have a self-care day and just pamper yeah, yourself. But anyways, yourself.
1: Valentine's Day has already passed when this episode is on. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I just
0: wanted to share my whole little <laughs> blurb about the card and the minimizing my expectations.
1: Well, and what I was going to say um, after our, our very important tangent was that <laughs> that um, it's never too late to buy a gift for yourself or for someone else. And no. one of our favorite gift idea items is from Bijou Indiscrète. Uh, we love, love, love their horoscope line. It is a cute little kit that is uh, pertains to your horoscope, to your, um, zodiac sign. your zodiac sign. And you get a little gem necklace that is based on um, your month, and then you get a little clitoral bomb that's either earth, air, fire, or water. You can also put that on the penis. It smells by the great way. too. It, it smells.
0: It's a little tingly, and it smells great. It's natural ingredients, mm-hmm. and then a little finger vibe. Yep. So you can just put that. On on your finger, self, self, self care, self care, or uh, or you could use it on your well, partner. I love the
1: finger vibes because if you have it on your hand and then you wherever you put your hand, it vibrates and. All body parts, not all, most body parts like this. You know, nipples like this, balls like this, yeah. cocks like this, vulvas like this. So it's like a hands-free thing. You have a vibrating vibe on your hand. So and great. You put. Yeah. So go check that out. It's a good gift item. Um, you can give it to yourself or to someone else. Go to indiscrets And if you don't know how to spell it, you can go
0: to our website, Shameless Sex we have a Podcast. No, ShamelessSex.com. I forget. Yeah. Um, ShamelessSex.com. <laughs> and, yeah, we have a banner that you can just click. But it's a great deal and a great product and super cute packaging, so. And Check it's also a it women-owned
1: women I know. Owned and they're in
0: Barcelona. They are the sweetest women. We love I the ladies.
1: Love she's a lady. Such good taste, too. Whoa, I love their company. Whoa. Oh, and you get 15% off with coupon code SHAMELESS. That's sex. true. SHAMELESS. Shameless, sex.
0: SHAMELESS just came out, though. The the series, they're coming out with a new season. I love what that they, show.
1: like, like season nine? I think it's season 10. We are not affiliated. I think it's with them, the final yeah. season,
0: though, if I remember right. Game of Thrones is coming out in April too. It's their final season.
1: Both of those shows have some hot sex in them. I mean, oh my god, totally! Yeah, they're they're
0: the Shameless is great about just. They're also great about raising awareness about. Um, you know, kind of uh, the immigration stuff that's happening. They had gentrification. a gentrification. Del- oh, <laughs> yeah. The gentrification of their yeah. South Side neighborhood yeah. in Chicago. So um, I don't know. I, I love that Our Name is Shameless Sex, but it had nothing to do with the show. But I was watching yesterday. I'm like, I love this show.
1: Yeah, it's a good show. I was
0: watching season nine. But anyway.
1: Yep, check it out.
0: Check it out! All right, well, um, I do want to just say though, we have some really cool upcoming guests. It'll oh be a surprise. God, we have so many good We guests. have so many good guests, so um, get excited! We're uh, going to bring you some New York Times bestselling authors, a wealth of information, just some really cool things um, that are in the mix in the in the works for you and I. And couldn't be more excited! And check out Cosmo February issue. We were listed as the hot new podcast to listen to. Without yeah. we didn't even try. They just found us. They said we were hilarious and informative. Dun, dun. That's it. Now you don't have to buy the uh, the the cattle, <laughs> yeah. the, the magazine because we like just told you what it is. said. It was like one sentence. It was a sentence, but it's a big deal for us. Like, wow, it is Cosmo print. I mean, it was
1: cool. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. We're growing. We're constantly growing. growing. I'm so and proud. It's so big. Champ, I love you, so much. I love you. We're both wearing Patagonia jackets.
0: It's freezing in this house. It's cold. It's my last few days in it. So it's say goodbye. goodbye. On your way house. out, say goodbye to the house.
1: Yeah, um, and this is just one last thing, everyone. Um, when April moves, we are going to have a dedicated office space. Um, instead of recording in her kitchen, we will <laughs> now be recording from an actual office space studio. Um, so we'll be doing more video, which will be on YouTube. Yep. Which we still need to create. Uh, right now, it's all we need. On to-
0: pure pleasure. But we'll do our, we'll do our own YouTube, YouTube channel. channel. Yeah. It's time. We're just yeah. doing it. 2019 is our year, Chip. We're doing it. It's the year of the pig,
1: and it's the year of shameless sex. Oh yeah! By the way, I'm the year of the pig. But I was just in the airport. Are you? In were Asia. you born the year year of the pig? No, I think I'm ox. Oh okay. But all the airports. You didn't understand why there are pigs everywhere. Everywhere <laughs> in in the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everywhere in the airport in in Singapore, and everywhere there was like even a, a guy in You're like, like they a really like pigs a over pig here. Pig costume. I was like, <laughs> what the <What laughs> fuck is going on? And like, oh yeah, they're celebrating the year of the pig because Chinese Chinese New Year. It's Chinese you?
0: New Year. Yeah, last year was year of the dog. That was the year I was born in year of the dog, and they say in China. Chinese culture that the year if it, if it is the year the same year um, animal that you were born in it's a tough year for you and last year was a very it was a year of growth and change for me uh, but this year the pig and the dog are very compatible and this is supposed to be a very f- uh you know fortunate year for me so well good, good I'm, putting it out I'm there. not
1: eating pork this year <laughs> oh well there you go I'm still eating some pork belly and things but oh here you go you got to get off the kimchi girl I love that kimchi she loves Korean food. All right, everyone. We've been babbling. I'm uh, still jet lagged, so I'm going to use it as an excuse for the babble. Um, And I think... Uh, that's yeah, all, I have that's to say, all we yeah, have to say like April said we have some really great episodes coming up Midori is coming on our show Yeah.
0: no let's not let them know exactly who it's supposed to be a surprise I gotta tune in
1: well I have to take a poll though for oh, Midori okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's okay. why I'm saying just that. kidding um, because Midori if you don't know she's a really phenomenal sex educator oh, yeah, she's, she's awesome. incredible she wrote the book um, The Art of Japanese Bondage but she teaches everything all topics. Anything that you want to know about sexuality, she teaches. So she wanted us to take a poll from our listeners to see what you want her to talk about. And um, If you have specific requests, please email us at shamelesssexpodcasts at gmail.com. And in the titles, just to write Midori, M-I-D-O-R-I, so that we know that you're speaking to what you want her to talk about. So let us know what you want to hear from her. And she will pertain that, um, is that the right way to say that? Pertain the topic to or the uh, yeah, podcast she will to what you want.
0: Yeah, she'll make the subject matter what the masses want to hear about. She is really great. She's, She's a great teacher. Yep. All right, y'all. If you haven't done so, give us a five-star rating on iTunes. It just helps get the word out about shameless sex. It helps people find us when they search for us in iTunes, When they're actually when they search for a sex podcast, so we can come up and, and share our information with all the people all over the world. And um, hopefully they enjoy it as much as you do. So thank you for being being part of our shameless sex revolution. We love you all. Ciao for now.
1: Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.